are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday. Draft day! It's here! We, we've made it, navigating through this kind of crazy offseason for the Pelicans. Pelicans now at 17 in the first round, not 10 after that trade with the Memphis Grizzlies. So we're going to break down the draft from a couple of different angles. First and foremost, just what, what to expect in general tonight. This is a big important day in the NBA where things start to get remade, trades get done, players get obviously drafted. What to expect watching the first couple of picks and where does the draft really start? Because it doesn't start at one. We'll take a look at that. What are some of the trades that might impact the draft, not from the Pelicans, but from other teams? And then in the second segment, we'll get into the Pelicans at 17 now, assuming they don't trade the pick. Who are they looking at? What are some of the names you should know? Who are some of the prospects that you should see? And then in the third segment, oh yeah, they have four picks in the second round. I'll give you some names there that they might be looking at. And while that's a lot of picks and maybe don't want all of them, they still might use all of those. And I'll explain why there's some value to be had in this second round, particularly this year for New Orleans. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. But don't forget, live NBA draft show tonight. 6 p.m. Central, the NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host, Raphael Barlow, and of course, Locked On NBA host, John Corrales, going to be live in studio covering the 2021 NBA Draft. It's the Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. You're going to get local expert analysis on each pick immediately after. When the Pelicans make their pick, I'm going to be on there through Zoom, like in the magic of studio, breaking it all down. So follow the Locked On NBA uh, YouTube page today and get ready for the live coverage at beginning an hour before the draft at 6 p.m. Central. So what's going to go down tonight? This is an interesting draft because, again, I think there are four guys that are basically locks. The first pick is going to be Cade Cunningham to Detroit. Then it's going to go Jalen Green to the Houston Rockets. Evan Mobley is likely going to be picked by the Cleveland Cavaliers at three. And then Jalen Suggs, uh, most likely being picked at four by Toronto, unless they ended up trading or or something like that. But Jalen Suggs probably going to go fourth in this draft. And after that is when things really start to open up. You've seen a guy like Jonathan Kaminga, a guy that I think many had pegged to be the fifth overall pick, really start to fall and see his stock drop. Whereas Scotty Barnes out of Florida State, his stock has really started to rise. Does he go fifth? Is it Kuminga? And how does that affect things? Does James Booknight go in the top seven? That seems like it could easily happen, the shooting guard out of UConn. And then... It really gets kind of interesting. We've heard a lot about Josh Giddy, maybe Memphis trading up to the Pelican spot at 10 to try and get him. If that's the case, what if he goes a pick or two early? Does that change the way the draft shakes out? And it very well might. So after the first four picks, pick five is when things start to get a little bit unknown and we're not quite sure what's going to happen at that point. And then what trades might influence this, particularly the Golden State Warriors in the lottery at 7-14? and 14. They, they want a win-now player. They want Ben Simmons. But is 
are the 76ers, is Philadelphia going to accept a trade of 714 and some other in James Wiseman for a guy like Ben Simmons? Because that doesn't help them win right now. You know, I think that's where things get really interesting. Could Damian Lillard get moved for 714 and a bunch of other stuff? What about Bradley Beal, too? These are all the names there. And then once the Warriors make those picks, once they make a pick at seven, that pick like immediately loses trade value and maybe deals can't get done then. So that's where this gets kind of interesting. And keep an eye on other teams that might move out of the first round. Charlotte at 11, you might see the Indiana Pacers try and trade out of the 13th overall spot. They want to retool and get back into the, you know, continue to be in the playoffs and be way more competitive. Um, And so you've got a number of teams that could end up moving, end up getting out of their spots. And it kind of means this draft is wide open. It also doesn't help things that, you know, there's top four guys that people really like. And then after that, it's it's just a bunch of similar guys, right? I think you've got top four. Then you've got some guys that are maybe five to nine in that range, about five picks there that are clearly kind of a second tier. And then from 10 on to like 25, they're kind of similar, at least 10 to 20, and that's part of the reason why I think the Pelicans were comfortable trading down from 10 to 17. They think they're going to get equal value at 17 than they would at 10, and maybe even feel better about drafting a guy they like. It was just too high to take him at 10, and so you can take him at 17, and it's not nearly as big of a deal. And so I think you're going to see maybe some movement in there. If a team really falls in love with a guy, they're not going to mind trading up to probably go and get him. But more likely than not, it means teams want out of there. And there's going to be plenty of options to do it. The Lakers want to get into the top 20, I think, in this draft. I think Memphis would like to acquire another pick in the top 20. I think they feel really good about the depth that they could create. And so, again, it means it should be an active, active night. You're going to see players up there on the stage that are wearing a hat for a team they are drafted by, but not really a team that they're going to play for whatsoever. So I'm going to be very interesting to see where does a guy like Corey Kispert go? What about Moses Moody? He could go anywhere from like 6 to 20. That's a big range for a dude like that. Where does Davian Mitchell, one of the more NBA-ready guys, but are you a little bit concerned about his one season of production at Baylor? Where does he fall? You know, the top four is set, and then it's a big unknown, and there's probably going to be a lot of movement because there's far more teams wanting to be competitive this coming season than not. And that leads to... You know, usually in theory, a lot of movement, but then teams just not doing anything because no one kind of wants to be that first domino and what have you. So the draft is going to be pretty interesting. It could be really wide open and it's really going to come down to these individual teams, draft boards and how they're feeling about some prospects. I wouldn't be shocked if it strays very widely from many of the experts mock drafts and things like that, because if all of these guys are kind of the same, it's just going to depend on the order you slot them in on. And that kind of is all that's that it needs to do to kind of throw things off and make things look a little bit weird. But what are the Pelicans going to do at 17? What are they going to do in the second round? We're going to look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, local chain parts stores aren't going to stock all the parts you need. And when your car's not running, you need it fixed right away. You can't go in there and take you know roll the dice on a part that may or may may not really fit or work for your car and you got to kind of you know get it in there yourself bubbify it that's not a good thing you don't want to do that so don't 
deal with it. Get parts that fit your car and save money doing so. And you can do that over at rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And all their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Whether it's a radiator, brake parts, tail lamps, light bulbs, motor oil, coolant, just those little things too. Parts, right? You can get all of that there. New carpet for your car. Um, You can get all of that there at the cheapest price that I've seen online. It's the easiest thing. Their website is so simple to use. You're going to immediately see all the parts available for your car or truck. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Com. All right, so we're previewing the NBA draft tonight. And don't forget, live show. I will be on there. All of our hosts will be on there. Make sure you're following along with it. Be the most informed person in your friend group when it comes to the NBA draft because you're going to get insight like you don't really get anywhere else. So the Pelicans traded down to 17. What's going to happen there? First and foremost, they're going to look to trade that pick. It might not happen, but they're going to look to do it. Look at Utah. Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, either of them could be attainable for 17. Maybe Cam Reddish, who played at Duke with Zion Williamson, one of the YouTube uh, commentators, posted that, that he was closer with Cam Reddish than he was with R.J. Barrett. It's pretty cool. You don't want to trade 10 for him, but you could trade 17 and feel okay about that. And that might be what the Pelicans end up doing here. But let's say they keep the pick. As of the time that I'm recording this, no trade has gotten done. Let's say they keep the pick. Who are some of the players that they're going to be targeting at 17 overall? And I think the leader here would be Trey Murphy, the forward from Virginia. Good size at 6'7 6'8", 21 years old. He's a junior, so he's Older, but it's not like one of those guys that's 22, 23, 24 that you could potentially end up drafting here. He is a knockdown shooter, shot 43% from deep last season. He's mainly a catch-and-shoot guy, spot-up shooter, the outlet pass. He's got good length and size. He moves his feet really well, so he's a good one-on-one defender. He can work well off ball. You know, he, and again, the shot is the most important thing with good size. That's pretty good. I think they don't want to have drafted him at 10, but I think they feel much more comfortable taking him at 17. It's a guy to kind of keep an eye on. You've also got a guy like Cam Thomas out of LSU that I think would make a really good fit there. This is a guy that can go out and score kind of with the best of them. I worry that he's a little bit selfish at times when it comes to not wanting to pass the ball and to go and get his own points, but he's going to be a good score. You can use guys like that very much so in the NBA, whether it's with the second unit, adding a little bit of depth there. Also, it's kind of cool to try and bring in a guy from LSU, not what the Saints do, but no reason the Pelicans shouldn't do that. And if you remember when Marcus Thornton was on the team, everyone loved him. It's just an easy guy to root for. I wouldn't be shocked if that's a direction that they go with. If they want more help on the wing, you've got a number of other players that could really do it. There's Zaire Williams out of Stanford who's one of the more intriguing prospects in the draft. He's huge. Over 6'8 on the wing. He's 19 years old, and he's got some decent ball handling to him. The three-point shot is inconsistent, but he's shown flashes of it, but he was under a 30% shooter in uh, college his one year. But he does so much so well, and if he kind of works through these things, he's a guy that is going to be a 20-plus point-per-game scorer in the NBA. 
Um, he's got to put on some muscle. He should do that pretty easily, I think, in the NBA, and he's going to prove immensely if he does that. It's a guy that could be so good and have two-way potential that it's just such a high upside pick. He's got more of boom or bust feel to him. But at 17, you know, you can maybe take a flyer on a guy like that. It's just not someone who's going to help the Pelicans win right away. A guy that might need to spend some time in the G League, do that kind of redshirt year that you've heard David Griffin talk about with some of the other players on the roster as well. And look, we know about the stuff with Jackson Hayes, letting that all play out. We'll talk about that at a later date and time. But right now we are focusing on the draft. But yeah, I'm aware of it. Um, Who knows what's going on there? And it's probably nothing good overall on both sides of this. Anyway, Sharif Cooper out of Auburn, a guard could make sense. He can be a bit of a lead guard. He has some Chris Paul in him, some kind of floor general in him, I think. But he's not a great shooter. He can play make. He handles the ball really well. He's got decent size at 6'3", 6'4". He's a good free throw shooter, meaning maybe he can develop a three-point shot. But he's, his frame, he's so thin, it's going to have trouble finishing at the rim, handling how physical the NBA could be. But look, again, high upside play. They like drafting guys that are young. He's 19 years old. It's definitely kind of fitting in the mold of a guy that I think the the team would try and look at. Also kind of in that same vein, you've got a guy like Trey Mann, the guard out of Florida. Again, about the same size, but he's a knockdown shooter. One of the better shooters, I think, in the draft. He shot over 40% from three this past season. He's shifty. He's got kind of like a, he reminds me a little bit of Kevin Martin, I think. Um, and I think he's a guy that could be at times kind of a secondary lead guard for you. Defensively, I don't know if he really plays much. That's that's a bit of a problem here. And then there's some other shooters that could be there at 17. There, there might be Corey Kispert. I took him in our mock draft at 10 because I just want shooting on this team. He easily could be available at 17. You also have Chris Duarte out of Oregon, one of the other better shooters in the league too, who could be a very good defender too. And I'm pretty high on him and someone that the Pelicans really might look at. He's 23. I don't love that. That's a little bit of a problem right there. And then you have one or two other guys. There's like Jaden Springer that they could get guard out of Tennessee that has just energy all over that reminds you of a lead guard like Kyle Lowry, Malcolm Brogdon too. Um, But it's going to take a little bit to get his shot to work in the NBA. He's a good shooter in college, but it's a slow shot. I don't know if he's going to be able to get that off as quickly in the NBA. He's also lacking some of the athleticism that you'd like to see from a guy like that and then at the wing there's Keon Johnson I don't he's got so many raw tools and potential and none of it's refined it's going to take him so long probably longer than Zaire Williams to really make an impact at the NBA level but oozes potential so there's a bunch of names there that I think the Pelicans are going to be targeting but I think they are looking to trade this pick first and foremost but if it's there at 17 Again, I think I think the odds-on favorite is probably Trey Murphy out of Virginia. But I don't know, Cam Thomas would be really cool too. And I don't even say that just to pander to all of my Louisiana people and LSU fans here. Um, but I think he would be a good pick and he seems to make a lot of sense and just kind of adds a little bit something, a little bit of lanyap, right, to the team having an LSU guy on the roster. So, four, there we go, four second-round picks coming up for the Pelicans in the second round. Are they going to use all of them or are they not? But if they do, 
why might they, right? Like, there's a reason, and it ties to the G League team, and we'll talk about that coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans, the draft day edition of Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA draft is here. You've got the uh, MLB still going on. You've got the Olympics. You want to make these games and matches, whatever, more interesting, you can do it over at BetOnline.ag. You can even bet on some of the NBA draft picks. Where's Josh Giddy going to go? Where's his over? Or under 10 and a half. He going to go in the top 10? Is he going to go after that? You're a smart NBA fan. I think he goes in the top 10. So there you go. There's a prop bet there that you can get in on. And you can do this all over at betonline.ag and make some money with your sports knowledge. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game. So head to the website using your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's free money right there. It's like you've already won a bet. When you use promo code Locked On over at betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, continuing to talk about the NBA draft and all of the second round picks that the Pelicans have. They have picks 35, 43, 51, and 53, and that includes swapping 40 and 51 after the trade with the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a bunch. And look, second round picks aren't that valuable. Anyone who's telling you I love all of these guys in the second round, I don't want to say don't listen to that, but look, how many of these guys actually work out? When's the last time a second round pick for the Pelicans really worked out, right? Was that Marcus Thornton? Um, and look at how many just don't work out in the NBA. You can like these guys all you want. It's easy to talk yourself into so many prospects here. But second round picks, I don't get excited for. I don't think you should get excited for too. And these guys, rarely, the hit rate is so, so low. You know, you can take a flyer on them, but a lot of teams aren't going to invest the resources in developing these second round picks because the chances of it working out just really, really isn't there. And so with that in mind, I don't get excited about these four second round picks for the Pelicans. You know, I think they'd like to try and trade some of these away, whether they're for future seconds or to consolidate some. I think they'll probably keep 35, but maybe you move 43, 51 and 53 to move up um, to kind of get back towards the top of things. Or maybe you just try and move up to 31 and get the first pick of the second round and just take whoever it is that you want. But there is a reason why I think the Pelicans might use all four of these. And it has to do with the G League. And we, we it's been so busy this week with news. We haven't been able to talk about this. The Birmingham squadron name was unveiled for the G League team. I love the name. I love the logos and everything, too. Um, the, it's going to look so great on gear. I'm actually kind of pumped about this. So I think it just fits so well. We'll talk more about that, you know, next week, the week after, when, when things slow down with kind of the big news that we need to respond to in the moment here. But there's something called an exhibit 10 contract you know of the two-way deal right where they can sign two guys to a two-way contract where you kind of split your time between that you get to play in the nba you play mainly in the g league but you get some time here that's well and good there's something called an exhibit 10 deal too where you sign a player to a g league contract and if they play on your g league team they get a big bonus It's, it's just really that simple if they last a certain period of time there, they get a bonus, $50,000, something like that. I forget the specific amount of money. So it's not a true two-way contract or anything like that, but it's a, it's a way to give guys more incentive to stay in the U.S., not play overseas, and play in the G League by getting a fifty grand bonus. And it means they're kind of in the Pelican system, working with the Pelicans coaches, and we've heard the G League's going to run, and they did last year, run very similar systems to what's going on with the parent club here in New Orleans 
it makes sense that the Pelicans might use this to fill out that roster a little bit. And they've said they want to add, you know, some like local flavor, local talent to that G League team. That means Auburn guys. That means Alabama guys, UAB guys, guys that are from that area. So if they're looking to kind of use the second round to fill out the G League squad, you know, you've got a couple of guys that kind of fit that bill. There's a bunch of Alabama players and Auburn guys here. JT Thor is a borderline first round pick. Um, the big man out of Auburn, I think everyone is really, really high on him. Good size at over 6'9". He's young. You like to see that. He's not even 19 years old right now. Tremendous wingspan. He's going to be a big that shoots threes too, and he's going to be a pretty decent three-point shooter for a big man. Maybe you take a flyer on him, try and get him on a two-way deal, or you know, I think he's better than an Exhibit 10 deal, but something like that really makes a lot of sense. What about Josh Primo out of Alabama? Young scoring two guard that's inconsistent at times but given the time to develop could be someone really good he oozes a lot of potential I think he's a guy that people are pretty high on um, he's also got great size 6'5 190 um, and I think he could make a lot of sense you also have one that's kind of perfect for a an exhibit 10 deal also out of Alabama and that's Herbert Jones the small forward he's gonna go in the second round probably around the middle of it it's a guy who's a senior. He's not really got an NBA future, I don't think. But it'd be fun to sign him to an Exhibit 10 deal, keep an Alabama player on that Birmingham roster, get people really excited about that. So if you can do that, I think it makes sense. And I think if the one of those guys is at one of the Pelicans' second-round picks, they might take him just to kind of go with that and keep these guys kind of in there. Some other potentially high upside guys that they might take in the second round, there's B.J. Boston, shooting guard out of Kentucky, a guy that I think could have a, a somewhat of an NBA future. Um, he's a decent enough shooter. He's got great size at 6'7". Um, and if he can be an average shooter at best, he might be able to stick around with size like that can really help you on defense. You also have a guy like Vrenz Blyenberg, who's international, who I think really seems to fit a lot of what they're maybe looking for. He's that wing player at 6'11". He can play the two. He can play the three. He's not even 21. He's got ball handling in spades. He's a guy that could develop into a shooter, I think. Um, we'll see if it ends up working out, but he wasn't horrible shooting from three. So he's a guy, I think, that makes uh, a lot of sense with everything. So it should be a guy that they kind of look maybe as a draft and sash, though I think he'd come over if that were the case. You also have some other guys. They worked out Austin Reeves out of Oklahoma. He's a two guard there. Again, good size, a little bit older. He could make sense on an exhibit 10 deal. You've got Joe Weiskamp out of Iowa, small forward. That's a really, really strong shooter. Reminds me a little bit of like kind of worse Corey Kispert. Because he doesn't have that tremendous upside, he's going to go in the second round. But he's a guy that I think makes a lot of sense there, too. That if they want to sign to an Exhibit 10 deal and really see if it works out, then there's Jeremiah Robinson Earl out of Villanova. Villanova players are a pretty safe bet when it comes to the NBA. He's a front court guy, 6'9", really, really strong, a good interior scorer, a decent enough rebounder. If they want a big to try and fill that out, too, it's kind of a name player from a big-name school. Makes a lot of sense there. So those are some of the names I think they might be targeting in the second round. And look, there's incentive to really kind of go after guys in the second round this year because of the G League and trying to fill that out and make sure that it kind of makes a splash in Birmingham. And look, the logos are already awesome. So I, I really want this thing to succeed for the Pelicans and that squad there. So there you go. It's draft night. 
This is going to be a lot of fun. Live show. I'll be on there. I want you watching it too. Go follow Locked On NBA on YouTube. It's going to be so much fun. We've got like a professional set. We're doing it out of a TV studio. We've got John, who's a good friend of mine now, the main host. You've got Chad Ford, who's like the best in this. Going to give you tremendous insight. Raphael Barlow is like an up-and-coming star when it comes to NBA draft coverage. Tune in. It's going to be all the local hosts. I'll be on there too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And tomorrow we'll be back breaking down what the Pelicans do in the draft. And then we might even need to do like a bonus show or two because free agency basically starts on Monday, Tuesday. We need to break that all down. I don't know if we have enough time. We're running out of it. There's been so much going on. So you actually might get bonus episodes of Locked on Pelicans. I want to talk about how Brandon Ingram's not getting traded to the Miami Heat for garbage. That's a thing we need to probably discuss too. There's the Jackson Hayes news as well. It's a lot. I'm like running out of breath trying trying to say all of the things that we didn't even really get to touch on this week because that trade and everything else in the draft. Fun time to be a Pelicans fan. Let's just kind of leave it at that. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow.